official, folks. The hammer drop from Twitter, 4 a.m. Sunday morning, July 31st, with exactly 20 hours left in the month of July. Twitter sent me an email regarding my case, case number 02815422285. Says my account was permanently suspended due to multiple or repeat violations of the Twitter rules. This account will not be restored. The case will now be closed and replies will not be monitored. Don't even bother getting back to us. Thanks, Twitter. So once again, the final tweet that they claim was a bridge too far for at underscore Teddy Roosevelt. What did I tweet? Everything 100% true. The Paxlovid rebound effect for quadruple vax, Joe Biden and Anthony Fauci. Paxlovid is made up of Nermit Relver and Ritinaver. Ritinaver is an antiviral pill that prevents HIV from multiplying in your body. Maybe you shouldn't fight off coronavirus with a five-day regimen of powerful HIV pills. <clears throat> and again, this was all over the news. NBC News headline. Biden tests positive for COVID again, has Paxlovid rebound, doctor says. So the CDC has a specific page on Paxlovid rebound. You can go to the Wikipedia page. We don't know how biased and far left Wikipedia is. They're changing the definition of the word recession and then changing the definition of the word definition for good measure. So... Ritnaver is an antiviral pill that prevents HIV from multiplying in your body. From what I understand, it's you, you're taking one pill of Ritnaver and one of the Nerm Matt Relver. They didn't even combine them. They're two different tablets. So they're just like, here, take the HIV drug and then this other antiviral drug. And all I said, maybe you shouldn't Take a super powerful, untested, and you can look. I have the fact sheet, teddybroosevelt.substack.com. Look at the episode number 20 text. I mean, I've got all the proof up there. NBC News, other people were saying it. The fact sheet shows it's made up from these two drugs. And oh, by the way, Paxlovid is not approved for any use, including for use as treatment of of COVID-19. I mean, this, this is literally the upper right-hand corner of the fact sheet from the FDA. Hey, by the way, healthcare providers, Paxlovid is not an appropriate therapeutic option based on the authorized fact sheet or due to potential drug interactions for which uh, recommended monitoring would not be feasible. So this, this is a, if your grandma or grandpa came home from the doctor at age 80, 78, whatever Biden and Fauci are, late 70s. Oh, yeah, my doctor just recommended that I take a Paxlovid. It's like half of an HIV protease drug. You'd be like, no, no. They're taking this antiviral pill used to treat HIV AIDS patients three times a day for five straight days. 15 pills, 535 bucks for the regimen. Do you think that's a little too uh, much of an overreaction? I mean, holy cow. So 
Paxlovid, again, it, it interacts with 33 major drugs, including statins. It, everyone says the metallic taste is awful. And it, just the fact there's a rebound, name one other pharmaceutical drug medicine where you think you're going to get it again. Name one other uh, ailment where you think you would justify taking a drug that's used for HIV, like a life-threatening condition to fight a cold. So, I mean, the most chilling thing, if anyone cares about freedom of speech, journalism, American rights, anything like that, if the media had any cojones, I mean, dude, however you want to line it up, active journalists or active citizen journalists, political activists, whatever you want to call what Teddy's done over the past two years, it's been impactful. So yeah, I mean, in China, if you say something against the Chinese communist government, they just throw your ass in prison or they disappear you. I mean, China's got about 300 journalists in jail. Mexico, they'll cut your head off. If you say something about the drug cartels or a judge or something, they'll just cut your head off. And, 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 and this, is, this is a major problem where they're disappearing a journalist. I don't care what side of the political aisle you are on. If there's somebody who is digging into city council to the tune of saving somebody, you know, the, the Austin taxpayers, 20 million bucks, just uncovered the Urban Alchemy shady situation, at least brought it to people's attention for sure. First one. Isn't that chilling that Twitter is disappearing me? They're banning me from the platform, which Alex Berenson said is arguably or almost certainly the world's most impactful for journalists in terms of getting the word out, getting the information out. How did I get the Urban Alchemy story out? Well, I did a 10 tweet, tweet uh, thread with all the links that I used in the article, a link to the Substack, recorded a podcast. How did people find out about all that? How did people find out about what the tweet was? I'm looking at my stats. I mean, that was the most viewed um, and Substack post. Thank you very much, Twitter, by the way. You just set the record for most views, most free subscriptions, most shares, and most downloads. With episode 20, uh, permanently suspended from Twitter, at underscore Teddy Roosevelt for telling the truth. That just shattered all the records for the best analytics so small consolation i'm off twitter which alex baron said said is the most impactful thing but you know god works in mysterious ways the lord works in mysterious ways i think this is way better i have been reading to read the book digital minimalism by cal newport i think that's his last name it's the number one book for amazon kindle right now under information technology and the whole thing is, we have too many apps, we have too many devices, we are spreading ourselves too thin, and one of the reasons I started the Substack, A, is I knew Twitter was going to do this to me, and it's interesting, I must admit, I'm in Austin, Texas, and I haven't really been paying too much attention to the Alex Jones trial, but it's been going on here in Austin, and so the local hacks have been covering it, and so I figured, well... Seems like it's getting down to the nitty-gritty. Maybe I should pay attention. I knew it was about Sandy Hook. So it, it is amazing how in this case, in this scenario, they're putting Owen Schroyer on the line, saying, uh, putting him on the witness stand. 
hey, Mr. Schroyer, um, someone just handed you an article about Sandy Hook from Zero Hedge. Shouldn't you as a journalist vet out this this source? Is that irresponsible of you to go ahead and just read this live on the air without um, confirming it? And he was like, yeah, I, I, I guess so. And, it, you know, they brought somebody from the University of Texas on there to be like uh, Mr. Journalism and just talking about ethical standards for journalism. And I was like, this is really rich, man. You've got... On one hand, big tech banning people, and it's and from what Alex Berenson says, I know I've dropped his name like a million times on the the last three podcasts, but he's been dropping some truth bombs and knowledge. Oh, by the way, pilots uh, long term disability for airline pilots up three hundred percent. How'd that happen? So he's got a lot of truth about what's going on, and um. It's just out of control, folks. It is out of control with the banning, the censorship. Uh, more and more, if you say anything negative about the vaccine, they are just burying the data. They're burying the data. Um, Vancouver, Iceland, the UK, Scotland. If the data, if they were showing unvaccinated versus vaccinated, you know, double boost boosted versus triple and four shots, and the data starts going uh, south or north on them, whatever way, Think about it. Here's the Catch-22. That's the article you want to read about Alex, by Alex Berenson, the Catch-22. The very same bureaucracy or the, you know, the government, the very same health departments that recommended everyone get three or four shots and everyone get vaxxed and boosted automatically are the very same organizations that should be looking at the data and halting all the vaccines and demanding... An immediate investigation into what the hell's going on. So the very same people have to cover their ass are doing this. So the Alex Jones thing, it's it's just fascinating how the media, there's been so many hoaxes from the Russia hoax, the Steele dossier hoax. I mean, it it's it it's a list. The Russia collusion. The Russia paying bounties on U.S. soldiers in Afghanistan hoax. Remember they all ran with that? Um, The hoax that that Trump called neo-Nazis fine people at the Charlottesville thing. Nope, they edited that one. The fact that Trump, they, they still insist. Nope, Trump said you should drink bleach to fight COVID. Nope. Might, might have made a joke around it. Uh, There's, there's a, there's a. A hoax that Trump overfed koi fish in Japan. There's a hoax that Hunter Biden's laptop was Rus- Russian disinformation. It was, we're in a world where it's like on a long enough timeline, you know, a conspiracy theory is just called a spoiler alert, alert at this point. I mean, there's so many things that were conspiracy theories about the vaccines that ended up being spoiler alerts that they were totally true. I mean, it it is absolutely ridiculous. So they're putting Alex Jones, the, the parents of the one kid in question, and again, they're trying to say this four-minute um, block of time where they had the audacity to suggest what was going on. So 
They're saying they have a special complex form of PTSD and they live in the constant fear that followers of Alex Jones will kill them. That's what the psychiatrist said today at the defamation thing. They they live in constant fear that one of his... And that somehow they've calculated 70 million followers. So it's weird. This guy did run for Congress... One of the parents, so they're seeking 150 million bucks in the case. I think they did it like, oh, he's got 75 million followers, so two dollars for every person or something like that who might kill him. I mean, that's a that's a far stretch. I mean, that is a far stretch. So they're saying they have to a large and professional security team because they live in constant fear. That one of Alex Jones's followers from InfoWars Info is going to kill them. So if you open that can of worms, I mean, it's 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 out of control. So what they're doing to the media, you can't even have the audacity to 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 run with a story live. I mean, isn't there something to be said for breaking news? Certainly all journalistic ethics and standards have been thrown out the window. I mean, back in the day, you used to confirm it. I think it was two or at least three. Like, they wouldn't let you run it. Now it's like BuzzFeed, like, oh, yeah, some Russian hookers. Uh, Trump had him pee on the mattress because Obama slept there. Oh, yeah, that's real. 100% real. So why couldn't Trump sue um, BuzzFeed for $150 million for post-traumatic stress disorder that Everyone's whispering behind his back. Oh my God, Trump made these hookers uh, in Moscow pee on the mattress. It's just clown world. It's because they know if they get the right judge in the right court, they're good to go. So who would have thought Nancy Pelosi could be the stand-in for Archduke Franz Ferdinand who kicked off his assassination World War One? Total idiots in, in charge. Literally the dumbest people. They're saying Pelosi will likely touch down in Taiwan Tuesday evening tomorrow. She could even spend the night, according to anonymous sources. That would be great. And what what is the reason? John Kirby said he's warning China. There's no reason for this to escalate. There's every reason, given our national security interest as well as the interests of our allies, that we are staking... The Indo-Pacific on every every given day. There's every reason for this to not escalate as they're flying Pelosi against China's wishes. Like, there's every reason. I mean, they're gaslighting China and Russia just as bad as they gaslight us. So that's one thing. Like, if you would have told me coming out of Rocky Four, I would have more sympathy for Russia than whatever. Yeah, because they're gaslighting me. They're gaslighting China right now. Like, I have sympathy for getting gaslit this bad. Hey, there's no reason for this to escalate, says National Security Spokesman Kirby, as, t as Pelosi confirms. Oh, yeah, we're going to be escalating it by touching down in Taiwan. Or they're saying, oh, Putin's weaponizing gas. What What is it called by, uh, you weaponize the financial system? It's just terminology or verbiage. If it's real war, nothing's really even started yet, so... There is 
every reason to believe that it could escalate out of control because our military, there's just a lot of woke people that are leaving. Um, and China could do so, could find it very provocative. So the people in charge, I have no faith in. It's scary. It, just look at the Russia. Just look at the Russia situation. They called their bluff. Oh, Putin won't do this. Putin won't dare do that. Yeah, he did. Putin dared to do everything. And now it's just a giant billion dollar money pit. It's a boondoggle money pit. So don't be surprised. I mean, they're they're poking the super the superpowers in the eye for what? Probably some semiconductor deal. We just passed the semiconductor. It's probably some inside Paul Pelosi trade thing. I mean, and and the thing is, Biden and the White House, like, they're recommending don't go. Here's the risks. Pelosi said, I'm going to press ahead anyways with a landmark trip. The first person since Newt Gingrich to, you know, as, as speaker to visit there. Why? Why now? Why now? And China's military is ramping up the threats. They're posting some scary videos of shooting out, out missiles um, on globaltimes.cn. I mean, they're just saying the Republicans are laughing because it's a win-win. Either Pelosi provokes China or she gets her plane, at, you know, or, or she goes against Biden. But, like, it just looks bad, even in their party. Like, nope, I'm going to go ahead, President of the United States. I'm going to go ahead and push this. I mean, what's up? Why shouldn't, why couldn't she do it from Zoom? Didn't Zoom, like, revolutionize everything? Isn't the climate... How dangerous is this trip for the climate? You know, there's heat waves or whatever. It's it's just do as we say, not as we do. And I'm just looking. There's four different carrier-ready strike, carrier strike groups. The USS Abraham Lincoln, Harry S. Truman, Ronald Reagan. There's a bunch of ships. So to have Nancy Pelosi, Skeletor, all Botoxed up, three glasses of wine deep, it's the most watched flight on earth right now, is Nancy Pelosi's idiotic flight. And again, read through it all. What is the justification? She has not even been to the Texas-Mexico border. People pouring over. I thought COVID made a difference. So... It's just clown world. Again, she's provoking China. Here in America, they're banning journalists from arguably the number one source uh, to get a story out, Twitter. I mean, that should piss everybody off, Democrat and Republican. It really should. I mean, I think I should just make that my mission this week is to trumpet the unfair suspension you know, of a prominent, I mean, hey, as long as you break three big stories and save the taxpayers a couple million bucks, I mean, that's pretty prominent. So, yeah, hell yeah, prominent journalists suspended from Twitter. And again, that tweet is 100% accurate. People are asking what I'm going to do next. You know, it looks like I'm going to be on the possibly the Austin City Councilman podcast with Brad Swale. 
sometime in the next 48 to 72 hours to tell everyone what's up. But, man, this is really a violation of the very first amendment to the Constitution, the Bill of Rights, number one. There's a reason why they put the First Amendment number one. Freedom of speech, freedom of religion, freedom to gather and protest, just the ability to speak. I mean, just the fact that big tech, with the government's blessing, is putting restrictions on what we can or cannot say. I mean, that should terrify everybody. It should terrify everybody, because where does the line go? And let's, let's not forget, I mean, everything that they were saying was a conspiracy theory about the vaccines, about COVID, that would get you banned on a long enough timeline. That's just a spoiler alert, all that stuff. I mean, it's, it's out of control. The fact that science is all about rigorously examining, re-examining, retesting, seeing if the hypothesis is valid. I mean, how can you even call yourselves an intellectual or an intellectual society if you only listen to one side of the debate? And it seems like the people who are in the minority who got shouted down, you know, got called anti-vaxxers. Isn't it amazing how Robert Malone got two vaccine shots? He was a notable anti-vaxxer. Oh, he invented the technology behind mRNA. NA, and he got two of your shots. He got two of them, and the second one knocked him on his ass. Do you think that might turn him into an anti this specific vaccine? How about Eric Clapton? He got vilified. The guitarist, famous guitarist. Come on, Clapton. They called him an anti vaxxer. He got both shots. He got both of the COVID vaccines, but the second one knocked him on his ass so bad he was afraid he was never going to be able to move his hand to play guitar again. Do you think he should say something about it? One of the most famous guitarists of all time, talented, not being able to possibly play again? Or should he just keep quiet? What would be the more noble thing? Same with Robert Malone, inventor of the RMNA, MRNA. I don't know why I do that. MRNA. A technology. I mean, wouldn't it be better for his reputation, maybe, not to say anything and make the mRNA look bad? He got knocked on his ass. Of course he's going to say something. I mean, the fact that you had Barry Weiss, Common Sense, also on Substack, you're listening to episode 21 of the Teddy Roosevelt Show on teddyroosevelt.substack.com, Spotify, Apple, I Heart Radio, TuneIn Radio. There's 12 writers on Substack that I recommend. All 12 of them are awesome. Barry Weiss used to work for the New York Times. One of her top, I think the number one most read article in July, was an insider at the CDC and or the FDA, something in the government, and said everyone's ready to bolt. They're all afraid to say the truth. They're all looking, I got five years till my pension. I, I, I don't want to speak up and be the whistleblower, but they all know it's bad. And it seems to be accelerating, folks. It seems to be accelerating. And the fact that people who are sounding the alarm, 
like Teddy Roosevelt at underscore Teddy Roosevelt about the Paxlovid rebounds. I mean, come on, folks. This is a proven thing that has been in the news all summer. What is so offensive uh, about me saying that Paxlovid rebound, that Fauci and, and Biden both had Paxlovid rebound when both their doctors said that? Oh, by the way, Alex Berenson post today. Pilots Union at a major U.S. airline has an internal report circulating that there's a 300% rise in long-term disability claims this year among its members, nearly all of whom are vaccinated. Gee, do you think that's sort of an important story? Why, you know, that's the ultimate catch-22 that we have right here, folks, is because the very people who have the authority and the power and the money to stop this and they have an inside track of the stats they're the same ones who push the push the vax on you for 28 months so do you think Fauci all of a sudden is going to come out and say don't take it sorry I was I was wrong I mean it is creepy uh, again like Igor Chudoff there's some people who I follow that you can check at teddybroosevelt.substack.com I see I'm driving some I mean I see I'm driving Really got to thank everyone for listening and sharing this on Twitter. Seriously. Sandy and Austin uh, gave a shout out to the Raries yesterday. Clinton and Christine for sure. Um, Becky McMillan, your minute is up. Like, Clint, that, that, that tweet last time I saw had 75 likes of people. I mean, I don't care what side of the political fence you're on. The fact that they're silencing journalists, real journalists, people who are researching, gathering, and reporting on local information that, that that's concerning to you. And it should concern you, if you're in Austin for sure, how they're spending your money. It should concern you if you like the beach, if you like shrimp, if you like lobster. What the hell Joe Biden's going to do putting all these giant fans 20 miles off the coast of every beach from Maine to North Carolina, Washington down to California, and the entire Gulf? So the fact they're hiding the data, folks, British Columbia, I mean, they used to have a clear breakdown. Iceland used to have a clear breakdown. Vaccinated versus boosted, unvaccinated. You can tell, what are the trends going? Dude, as the, the, the trends were going where vaccinated and boosted were 60, 70, 80% of the cases. He's showing it from April to May. And you can see the dark purple, the Vax Donut chart. People who got at least three COVID doses were 65% of the hospitalizations, 54% of the critical care, 79% of the deaths. The vast majority are the triple vaxxed. So again, this is the ultimate catch-22 is the very same people who push this are now trying to hide this data because it makes it look like they unintentionally recommended to kill your grandmother. So the one thing we have to mention, okay, you've got you've to skew it out. So in Australia, if 75% of the people over 16 are triple vaxxed or double vaxxed, let's just say, and only 75% of the cases are double or triple vaxxed, well, maybe that's lower because so many people got it. But... 
They're looking at it, Alex Berenson. British Columbia has 5.3 million people who are boosted. 31, another 31% have received at least two dose, two doses. 75 to 80% of all the deaths are in boosted people. So what did British Columbia just announce? As of July 28th, the outcomes by Vax and Vax Donut charts have been retired. Total or Orwellian, and somehow they made them disappear from the internet wayback machine. At least you could usually have that to compare, but it is insane how much they're trying to hide this data. And people, I recommend like a daily expose. Um, there's daily clout and daily expose. Dailyclout.io has all the Pfizer FOIA docs that they're releasing every 30 days and they've got a team of 300 people. I highly suggest that. The Daily Expose is a UK-based thing. Not the prettiest website you've ever seen, but it takes the data and extrapolates it because the government's just trying to make it as difficult as possible to synthesize and analyze. So basically, their latest... Uh, um, analysis from uh, the most recent UK data says it's going to take about five months for the for the elevated mortality rate to be realized. So no one's talking about this. The mortality rate again. Igor Chudov, Alex Berenson. The data's out there, and I'll tell you what you can tell. Substack, the smartest people in the world are all on Substack and reading it. I'm not just saying that. Just look at the comments. Seriously, it reminds me of like what Reddit <clears throat> used to be like 12 years ago. It reminds me of, of, of very few places on the internet. City Journal. Um, but you can tell on Substack and it's not moderated. Somehow there's no spam. And all the people who are on there are very cool. And very intelligent. And it's a really good community of people. If you don't want to think that you're going crazy, I highly recommend going on there because, and there's an overlap of people who follow Dr. Naomi Wolf and Glenn Greenwald and Matt Taibbi, and then some of the COVID people, Igor Chudov, Steve Kirsch. So Igor Chudov just had California Live Bursts. Dropped 6.4% from June 22 to June 2021. So he just says, like, in a normal society, Western Hemisphere, it's really easy to predict the birth and death rate. It's a one, it's a one to two percent. It doesn't hover beyond one and two because it's based on population demographics. And as people age. And there's a predictable number of de older demographics. That's how that's how it goes down. So, Germany's birth rate is down for five straight months by eighteen by 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 an eighteen percent reduction in four months. It's stunning. He's saying it's the equivalent of having like a civil war. So, Hungary, highest vaccinated countries have the worst birth rate drops. And the interesting thing, he analyzed it by county. 
So instead of saying, oh, well, different countries have different lockdowns and, you know, it's COVID, everyone's staying inside. He's like, okay, let's look at it on a county by county basis. Just within Hungary, the counties that had the highest levels of vaccination within the nation of Hungary had the worst birth rate drops, like 15, 16, 19%, the lowest vaccinated like one, three percent, five, one point eight. I mean, folks, something crazy is going on, and look who is interested in keeping it quiet. I mean, big pharma. Just look at the back and forth between Pfizer and Big Pharma. Look at Scott Gottlieb. So, what else do we want to talk about here? Um, the Deshaun Watson, I should mention, total joke. NFL only suspended him for six games. Just as if you need another reason not to, you know, to, to get turned off from sports. Imagine if you're a Cleveland fan, they changed the name of your baseball team to what, the Guardians? And now they then then they hired a oh we're Indians is two races. We're gonna hire Deshaun Watson, pay him a quarter million dollars, and I heard he just got like a very lukewarm golf clap. Like I, I'm a, I'm a Philadelphia Eagles fan. I had friends who are such dog lovers. They denounced their fanship when the Eagles signed Michael Vick. They just could not compromise their values, and I guarantee it's happening with the uh, with Deshaun Watson. If you're a female Browns fan or if you're a male Browns fan, I mean, it's not worth it. At what point? I mean, it would just be. I'd wash my hands of it. At what point is it like it's not worth rooting for this team or this guy? I mean, it's pretty hard. He's the quarterback. What, are you going to root for the other 44 guys and not the guy who's throwing and getting every snap? I mean, he's touching the ball in every offensive play. So it's just gross. So, Matt, what's going on with college football? That's a whole other thing. But it was this is a segue into the live golf. I'm sure by now everyone knows about this Saudi Arabian-backed lived golf tour and just been super controversial. They're writing checks for 50, 100 million bucks. Phil Nicholson, Phil Mickelson, Dustin Johnson, come on down. Um, you can play golf for us. So big controversy. Trump has a golf club in Bedminster, New Jersey. I think that's where he just buried his ex-wife, Ivana. I know he buried her at the club. So this brand new golf tour, super controversial. It's ba it's backed from the Saudi fund, okay? So that is like they're just their government fund um to invest in stuff. So it, it, again, it's the public investment fund of Saudi Arabia, one of the wealthiest certainly oil nation. It's estimated to have 720 billion dollars. And is controlled by MBS, Mohammed bin Salman, who Biden just went over, shook his hand. He's been in charge of Saudi Arabia for 2015. I mean, these people are bad news, man. I think it was Phil Mickelson said they're scary MRFers. I mean, they have a special, you know, don't forget he's, he's hacked Jeff Bezos' phone. Um, they have a special, they're the bombing of Yemen. They have a special secret service to carry out hits on people. 
like they'll they'll go and murder you. Like one of the one of the big ways that they uh, take people out is they'll stage a fake car accident. So if they need to take you out, they'll stage a fake car accident. They'll inject you with a drug to poison you and just take you down real quick. So this same NBS, imagine if Biden rounded up the top 400 richest people in America. Bezos and Bill Gates and Elon Musk and said, hey. You guys, uh, I'm, I'm cracking down on corruption. We're going to seize all of your assets, your planes, your money, everything. That's what Saudi Arabia did. They rounded up the top 500 people in Saudi Arabia when MBS took over, froze 2,000 domestic accounts, $800 billion in assets over the in the under the guise of we're going to root out corruption. Now let's round up 400 people and we're going to take all your money. And they accused them of money laundering, bribery, extorting officials and taking advantage of public office. That's the Tiger Squad. So the Tiger Squad is MBS's like protective security unit that actually goes out and takes out people like the assassination of Jamal Khashoggi, 50 elite training, uh, trained agents in this death squad. You know, they will kill media members like the equivalent of a Saudi Arabian Teddy Roosevelt. You dare go against their narrative, the MBS narrative on Paxlovid. Bam. They're sending the Tiger Squad out. So, yeah, 50 of these guys. Covert. Accent. How do they uh, assassinate dissidents like the uh, Saudi Arabian Teddy Roosevelt media guy? Like I said, plan car accidents. How about a house fire? Whoops. There's your stuff all on fire. Injecting toxic substance into adversaries during regular health checkups. So they're so infiltrated, they'll set you up to do a blood test. And uh, bam. They got you. Yo, this is a, that's a great segue too. Teddy just did a blood test to check for just my levels. Vitamin, cholesterol. I was curious, what's my cholesterol? Ate a lot of potato chips back in the day. Home fries, greasy breakfasts. And the LDL, the good cholesterol was great. It was in the 80s. Um, the HDL, the good stuff. The LDL was, it wasn't in danger zone, wasn't, hey, whatever, but it was higher than I thought. Today's August First, Monday, August 1st, you're tuned in to episode 21 of the Teddy Roosevelt Show, available now on Spotify, iHeartRadio, Apple Podcasts, TuneIn Radio, and of course, the mothership, teddyroosevelt.substack.com. So, folks, we are embarking on a cholesterol-free and proud-to-be weekend. Um, I've been eating good, like five, six days a week, but on the cheat day, I've got a big-ass appetite, and I've been throwing down... You know, just a big American-style breakfast of eggs and even doing a three-to-one egg white-to-egg ratio, home fries, some applewood bacon, you know, maybe even a pancake for dessert. Like, hey, I've been exercising. I've been working hard. I've been eating right. Smoothies with chia seeds and flax seeds and half spinach. Hey, I'm going to... Saturday or Sunday, I haven't been drinking in months... I'm gonna, this is going to be my little Sunday morning treat. 
And then you just realize, or or uh, Saturday night, I'm gonna eat a whole pizza by myself because I can. I'll make sure. Hey, it's don't worry. It's just a thin crust. It'll be a thin and crunchy crust. It's not gonna be this doughy thing, dude. Once you're past like 30 or 35, one of those can just destroy you. And the thing is, the healthier that you're eating, the more you realize like bombing your gut with like yeast and cheese but just looking at the you know if you eat a cheesesteak from uh you know if you eat a big ass cheesesteak from jersey mike's so i'm in texas right now the number of good cheesesteaks you can get here is few and far between compared to philly and new york and you know i don't i've been eating really healthy so it's just sometimes you crave an italian hoagie i don't know it's a summer thing if I'm going to, my brother's going to a Phillies game and I'm like, oh, maybe I'll tune in and get a little ambiance and see what it's like at the Phillies game in 2022 and get an Italian hoagie. Dude, your cholesterol level is just exploding from that one meal. So regardless, starting today, um, I already started early this weekend. I'm just eliminating, uh, no red, I'm doing a 90 day, 90 day sprint, no red meat, no chicken, just going pescatarian. That is fish. Even shrimp. I love shrimp. Dude, shrimp has really bad cholesterol. No breakfast sandwiches. We're talking oatmeal and cut up apples. Maybe a little sprinkle of cinnamon in there. Um, spinach salads. Been eating spinach salads like a champ. So I'm excited about it. I encourage people to go get your blood test. I mean, don't you want to know what your cholesterol is? I feel very relieved that I know what my glucose is, what my vitamin D is. I thought my vitamin D was a little bit higher. It was right in the, it was like a median, I'd say like 65 out of a, out of a hundred. So it was fine, but it wasn't nearly as good as I thought it was. So it's always good to check it out and I'm going to do a 90 day sprint folks. So People are asking me, Brad Swale just asked, are you going back on Twitter? I don't know. I was thinking about doing a Betty Yozevelt, Betty Throzevelt, like, and just doing Teddy with like a, just sort of, you know, shoving it in Twitter's face. Like, yeah, I'm just going to change my gender and put like a blonde hair on my Teddy avatar. I just, the Lord works in mysterious ways, folks. I think, um... Just looking at the analytics, the numbers for that podcast, it is probably the most listened to podcast after 24 hours ever. And I'm sure everyone wants to know, not in the history of podcasting, just my personal Substack thing. So maybe it's a sign. Been talking about so many videos that I need to and want to do, and it takes a couple hours. It's always easy to postpone it and Ah, let me just get some uh, instant dopamine hits from Twitter. You know, I don't need to spend three straight hours working on a video when I can get, you know, a few likes and get some dopamine hits. It's crazy how this is working with our brain, with the reward system and the pleasure system. And our brains simply aren't wired to be like, uh, just to know how to handle. Um, you know, if you get a tweet that has 70 likes, that gives you probably a bigger dopamine hit that, oh, I don't want to work on this video for five, six, or seven hours because I have to wait maybe until tomorrow morning to get that dopamine hit. I would like that dopamine hit now. So I think that that has to be a 
did I mention this at the beginning of the show? Digital Minimalism by Cal New Newport. You know, we just had Green New Nightmare deal. Watch, this will get people to delete my podcast and Substack. But no, the whole reason is people have to be very selective. There's too much content out there. Every single book that's ever been invented, you can download it in a minute. Where do you start? How about if you enjoy cartoons or you enjoy um, dramas, like police-oriented dramas? Gee, do you think there's any content? Let's say you like thrillers or mysteries or science fiction or you like the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Well, shit, you've got a brand new show, an hour of new Star Wars or Marvel stuff almost every week or two. I mean, people ask me, have you seen Yellowstone? I'm like, no, but I I want to go. Like, I've been to like, like eight of the top ten national parks. Like, watching a TV show for ten hours and it's four seasons, that's 40 hours. Like, I would much rather watch a movie. Like, a two, you could watch a couple um, movies that will change your life. I mean, or read a book even better. But TV, people that act like this is just normal. We used to call these people couch potatoes back in my day. But seriously, I, I mean, nonfiction, I can see. Truth is stranger than fiction, folks. I mean, what's going on in the world right now? It's, it's, it's stranger than fiction. Read about Saudi Arabia. Read about the fact that Joe Biden's going over to Saudi Arabia, begging them for oil, but no one who cares about LGBTQ rights... And it was during Pride Month or right after Pride Month or during Pride Summer. Hey, why are we asking? To, why are we doing business with a company that like throws LGBTQ activists off the roof or chops their head off? Why are we trying to do business with people who have the Tiger Squad that they they kill media members? You know, Jamal Khashoggi. Wrote for the Washington Post. I mean, the Washington Post called him out. Jeff Bezos bought the Washington Post, owns the Washington Post. This guy was the uh, editor-in-chief of the Al Arab News Channel too. Assassinated by agents of the Saudi government at the Saudi consulate building in Istanbul, Turkey. Ambushed, suffocated, dismembered. Why was he there? They, they lured him there saying, we have papers for your wedding. Oh yeah, Jamal, why don't you come to the uh, Istanbul consulate, the Saudi consulate? We've got all your wedding papers ready. Ambush, suffocated, dismembered. That means they cut your arms and legs off by a 15-member squad of Saudi assassins. They actually released his final moments via audio. Investigation showed he got strangled as soon as he walked in that building. They cut his arms and legs off and I think his head... And got rid of them. I mean. Folks. So live golf. What I'm gonna I'm gonna close it out with this. Trump deserves all kinds of criticism. Trump deserves all kinds of criticism. He invited the Saudis, who were 80% of the people who hijacked the planes and flew them into the towers on September eleventh. Trump allowed the Saudis to play a golf tournament there. And I mean, this golf tournament, thank God, Americans can see right through this horse shit. 
You know how much tickets were on StubHub? They're going for a dollar. It's normally 75 bucks. They're going for a buck with StubHub's uh, processing fees. Five bucks you could get into that thing. So they said there was under a thousand people watching on the Facebook live feed. And they don't have a TV deal yet. So you can only stream it or go live. So the tickets were a buck. It's five bucks total. Where, where, you know, what can you do for five bucks out in the, out in the wilderness in the in the United States of America right now? Like not much. So under a thousand people watching the Facebook Live. The YouTube channel was around sixty thousand viewers for Saturday second round prime time. Again, seventy five bucks a ticket. Secondary market. It was a dollar. Most people said there was only a couple thousand people there, and most of the people were gathered around Trump, who was up there with his kids, and Marjorie Taylor Greene, and they're all yelling, Trump, 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 four more years. So, Trump, he should know better than anybody. New York City, born and raised. I mean, you gotta be kidding me, the Saudi uh, family... Or the, 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 the family um, of surviving uh, family members from, from 9-11. I mean, they called out Trump. They're like, you got to be kidding me. And they didn't commission a lot of the stuff. You know, the initial thing was like, oh, no, there's no Saudis. Then they go, oh, the report shows Saudi was the primary source of funding and 15 of the 19 hijackers were Saudi citizens. Then there is a certain, I, I just refreshed my memory, do a Google search for the 28 pages, the space 28 space pages. These are the pages that um, a couple congressmen said has all of the data that it was Saudi officials, the Saudi government paying the hijackers. I mean, it's come out April 2020, there was a Saudi diplomat involved. They're still releasing heavily redacted files as of you know, 2016, 2021, 2022 with Saudi Arabian intelligence agents, um, uh, you know, the equivalent of their FBI and CIA acting as a liaison between the, uh, the hijackers and the Saudi government. I mean, it's pretty crazy. They read about Obama um, where they're like, hey, you better not release this or we're going to do this and that's going to cause the U.S. dollar to drop. There is a lot of shady stuff with Saudi, Amer uh, Saudi Arabia. So Trump knows better. I'm like, that's my final thing. Like Trump didn't build the wall. Trump didn't shut down big tech. I mean, here we are. I got suspended seven times. Trump got kicked off himself. He said he was going to rein in big tech. He never did. They're just as censorious as ever. They're, they're censoring just as many people over the vaccine as ever. Trump said he was going to build the wall. People pouring over the border. He had four years to make it happen. Um, if Trump was serious about contesting the election or the election fraud, he could have put things into place way sooner. He could have put checks and balances in place he could have worked with the Justice Department or the government to set up like some of the stuff that we thought was there. 
like maybe ballots that had um I, there, 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 there were that there, there was there was tracking of of some way they could have set something up. Trump was uh, more concerned with his ego. He was more concerned with people who were leaking, throwing them under the bus. Um, he wasn't big on reading. And now, I mean, where are his morals? Where are his values? He just invited the Saudis to not one but two of his golf clubs. To just get a big fat check, just like Phil Mickelson did or Dustin Johnson did. Yeah, let's get a check, play 54 holes with the Saudis. It's just soulless. It's lifeless. Um, no one who cares about golf cares. And it's like, for who, for what? It's like, what are you doing? So is that what golf's all about? Is just a bunch of guys getting together and whoever gets the best score gets the biggest check? whoop de doo Who freaking cares? So I hope Trump enjoys that little check because I'm officially done with that clown. Um, he After 9-11, he, he even said, do a search, Trump Saudi Arabia. I mean, he in 2016 was saying, hey, look, there's the declassified, the, the, the 28 pages. Um, and now he's just, he doesn't want to say anything. So he said... Nobody's gotten to the bottom of 9-11. They should have, as to the maniacs that did the horrible thing to our city, to our country, to our world, so nobody's really been there. Who blew up the World Trade Center, asked Trump. It wasn't the Iraqis, it was Saudi. Take a look at Saudi Arabia. Open the documents. Uh, another political rally he had in 2016. It wasn't the Iraqis that knocked down the World Trade Center. It wasn't the Iraqis. You will find out who really knocked down the World Trade Center because they have the papers in there that are very secret. You may find out it's the Saudis, okay? But you will find out. So, oh, by the way, you know whose uh, investment firm got two billion bucks? His son-in-law, Jared Kushner, private equity firm, MBS, uh, gave him two billion bucks. Six months after he left the White House. Six months after he left the White House. So, Trump, six years ago, Saudi Arabia is responsible for September 11th and they need to be held accountable. Oh, don't worry. When I get into office, we're going to release the uh, documents. Now in 2022, yeah, it's great how much money Saudi, Ara Saudi Arabia is giving me to, to allow them to host this golf tournament. Give me a freaking break, man. I mean, I just call it as I see it. I don't even know if I classify or I, I identify with a party anymore. I'm just probably an independent rogue. But I hate how Biden's going over there to kiss their ass. And now Trump's taking a check and looking the other way. Inexcusable. I'm done with the guy. I'm done with the guy. It's just... You know, there's a lot of things about Trump that'll grind you. His personality, no matter what, even if he's a Democrat, it's just the the whole brash boldness, the East Coast accent. It rubs a lot of my friends who are in the South and on the West the wrong way. Even if they're Republicans, they just don't like him as a person. But they can put aside their personal not liking him to recognize, hey, the, the alternative is, is, is awful. So, anyways, folks, trying to get back on a normal Monday to Friday schedule. You're listening to Teddy Roosevelt, episode 21. 
of the Teddy Roosevelt Show. This episode can now drink legally. Episode 21, it can rent a hotel room. Um, but it can't tweet about COVID and Paxlovid. It is absolutely ridiculous. Um, you know, I'm going to try and uh, just do some, some house cleaning here, folks. Right now, I'm just in a bad pattern where I am doing the podcast. Then I'm like, well, let me send out all the links and the information so people can see what I'm talking about. Then that takes me a while. I've been writing, cranking out five, eight hundred, twelve hundred, even the uh, Urban Alchemy. That was over 2,000 words. That took some work. Now, think about all the research that goes into doing that at first. So... Um, like the last podcast that I did about Paxlovid, then I compiled all the data saying, you know, CDC has a specific page on Paxlovid rebounds. The Wikipedia page, it says it's these two drugs. Fauci and Biden took 15 of these powerful HIV antiviral pills in five days to fight off a mild respiratory coronavirus. <clears throat> so... I'm looking at, you know, Matt Taibbi was the first writer that I found on uh, Substack. And what he does is he'll write an article, then he'll do a listen to this. So if you're pressed for time, he'll just read it. Or I think he pays somebody to read it and narrate it. So he'll pay somebody to read and narrate it. Some people have time. They see that the Teddy article, they've got a 45-minute commute. They're going home from meeting a client or coming home from the gym or whatever. They're stuck in traffic. Maybe they don't want to read on their phone and get in an accident. They just want to have somebody narrate it. So that seems easy, but I'm going to try and start separating the podcast from the text because I feel like with every post, I have to have some sort of... uh, you know, a minimum of text, and now it's just taking too long. So I want to make sure the podcast is separate. That could just be five or six bullet points. Just here's the references for this for this show. I also want to make the podcast shorter. So we're going to try and make the podcast post shorter and have the podcast like 30 to 45 minutes instead of 45 minutes to an hour, and then have the post separate, like all the information on Urban Alchemy came out in one post, mostly, and then there was some follow-up stuff, but all the stuff on the wind turbines, the offshore wind turbines, in one or two posts and laid up together, so trust me, we are thinking about um, the way that we do this with the narrated articles, with the podcast, we now have been approved for the Substack video beta, and you know I love teasing everyone about an upcoming video but seriously august is going to be video month and nutrition month and we're just going to look at the american food system um and just see as 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 teddy expands his diet into this wonderful world of no processed meats and for the first time no red meat or chicken just going pescatarian no cheese gonna even tell eggs to 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 buzz off until November 1st. So we're going to take a deep look. And I've read Fast Food Nation. I've read a lot of books. I've grown my own vegetables. Backyard Homestead. Highly recommend that book up in Arkansas last year I did. I love plants. I wrote a couple books about plants. And uh, we're just going to embark on a, a little health tip 
and nutrition tip because I always used to say, oh, you're exercising, you're doing this, you're doing that, and you're eating healthy five days a week. But really, once you get past 30, that those one or two cheat meals can kick your ass. And it's the difference between you know, a four or six pack or still having a little fat around you. And it just makes your machine work a lot better. If you're feeding broccoli, spinach, bananas, berries, avocados, salmon, brown rice, black beans, as opposed to like refried beans, you know, beans cooked in lard, or anything fast food, or we're, we're going to have a lot of solid information, folks, this August. It's going to be all about nutrition, what to do. The number one um, handy tip we're going to end uh, episode 21 with is when you go to the grocery store, you want to do all your shopping around the perimeter of the store. The shelves that are the middle, that is all the prepackaged processed garbage loaded with sugar, loaded with carbs, loaded with creepy things to make it shelf stable. That's the most important thing you have to realize about our food system. It is not structured to provide Americans with the most nutritious meals possible. No, it's meant to provide the most shelf-stable stuff that doesn't go bad so these publicly traded companies don't lose money by throwing away food that, that expired early. So when you go shopping, notice, well, they put, you know, everyone goes in, milk, eggs, meat. They, they want you to walk through past the ice cream, past the frozen pizza, but you want to walk around the perimeter. Fruits, vegetables, the stuff in the back, the meats, fish, maybe some Greek yogurt. I'm trying to stay away from the dairy personally myself, folks. But um, we're going to have some handy-dandy tips. One of the – some people – I mean, we got to start the Teddy Roosevelt Book Club, I think. Teddy Roosevelt Book Club. Teddy is a voracious reader. Told you about a couple of the climate books I was reading last month. Um, China study that is on my list for August. There's a revolutionary study that took place in, I want to say the late nineties or early two thousands. And that's why they called the China study is the data was from a bunch of places in China and it was a massive study. And they determined that the people who lived the longest, healthiest lives we're eating the least amount of red meat and processed meats and charred meats and people who had a diet dominated by vegetables, uh, sort of Mediterranean style diet, diet, healthy, healthy olive oil and things. They live to be in their 80s. So go to a Vietnamese restaurant. You'll see, you know, Vietnamese people live really long. You know what else uh, Vietnamese people? They don't have any zits. Why don't they have any acne? Because there's no dairy at a Vietnamese restaurant. And, you know, if you have spring rolls, you have pho, you have vermicelli plates, you know, you have charbroiled chicken and pork. There's no cheese. 
There's no cheese at a Vietnam place. There's no dairy. Maybe if you get like a their version of a Vietnamese coffee, I think they use condensed milk, like a sweet condensed milk. But it's easy not to have zits when you don't have a ton. You know, a, a lot of it is just diet based. So fried foods. That's the whole thing. We fry a ton of foods. The seed oils that are used to make stuff shelf-stable or just to cook it in the cheapest way possible. So as we're going through this massive uh, acceleration of changes, um, I know I gave uh, Clint and Christine a shout-out on episode 20, but I feel like now I really need to give them a shout-out because if you follow their... Starts with a T, ends with a R timeline. You'll see they are going all in on growing their own stuff. And there's just no comparison to a fresh-picked green pepper. A fresh-picked egg, even though I'm staying off the eggs here for the next 30 days, or just really, really cutting them down. Nothing beats your own stuff. It's, it's, it's a gratifying feeling from yourself and just the nutrition and the taste. I mean, you haven't ate a tomato until you've ate a heirloom tomato plucked fresh off the vine. I mean, or corn or anything picked fresh off the vine is just super bomb. Herbs, you want to have the best salsa you've ever had? Fresh picked tomato, fresh picked onion, and some fresh picked cilantro, my friend. Chop up a little... Oh my god, I'm starting to get my mouth watering. But uh, Thai basil. Grow some fresh Thai basil. And chop that up. And you're you're talking about super bona fide herbs that we haven't even scratched the surface of, folks. I mean, you think Big Pharma wants you to know about the medicinal properties of uh, mushrooms? And I'm talking about the magic ones mentally, but physically... Some of these uh, mushrooms, it's it's going to be the decade of the mushroom with turkey tail mushrooms. I mean, we are connected with fungi. That's a whole other topic. That's going to be a whole other podcast. So next 90 days, especially August, we are going to look at America's uh, just food system. You know, what are we eating? Why are we so unhealthy? Why are we so obese? Soda, fast food, how can you make immediate instant changes right away in your nutrition? And again, it's helping me just doing the show prep because I'm into it. And if just one person makes one diet adjustment, it'll be worth it. But I think I'm really going to compile a lot of great information to inspire, educate you. And you just realize it's one habit at a time, folks. You just replace that one cookie with a carrot. Let's just say after lunch, you usually treat yourself to a dessert. Change that one brownie to a couple carrots with hummus or a couple carrots with a little salt on them. See how that works out in 90 days. And then you just make those changes. It's the power of habit or atomic habits. The two big books that, um, shoot, we should probably put those on Teddy Roosevelt's book list. So I think I'm just going to have to do a separate Substack post maybe. I don't know if I could do contests, 
but we got to come up with a Teddy Teddy B book club for August, September, October, November, and December. Five months left. Um, I mentioned the Cal Newport book, but we're going to pick one. Maybe I'm just going to pick it and assign it like um, who else does? Rachel Witherspoon? Is, it, is that who does it? Oprah for damn sure does. What if Teddy becomes the, the male Oprah of the podcasting industry with my book recommendations? So that's what it is. That's what it do. Episode 21. Teddy Roosevelt officially suspended, permanently suspended. Guess what? We might look back on this episode and say it was the best one. Best thing that ever happened. Seriously, why should I put all that premium content up on Twitter when they hate me? They surely do. So, folks, spread the word. Please let everyone know. TeddyBroosevelt.substack.com I am damn sure going to have a couple videos here in the next couple days. Get your popcorn ready. Thanks for listening. I'll talk to you guys soon. Bye.